the Diary of Night, uh, which is the third podcast series that I'm going to be doing under the Star Child Diaries. Um, in this podcast, I'm going to be exploring and discussing a wide variety of topics that all tie back to sleep and the unconscious mind. Uh, there's so many aspects to sleep that are slightly different for each individual. Um, in various cultures around the world, sleep and dreams have been a topic for debate and speculation for centuries. Sleep is essential for survival, just as important as food or water or shelter. Um, it's during sleep that our bodies and minds recuperate from our day. There are chemicals released which help us heal if we're sick or injured. And a bunch of other really great benefits that happen with sleep, but for all the things that we think we know about it, there's so much that is just a huge mystery to us. We still don't even know why we sleep. Um, so I definitely want to discuss, uh, because the subject has been fascinating for me um, for a long time. Um, not just sleep itself, but like all the things around sleep. Um, so some different areas of discussion I want to include with this podcast are dreams, dream symbolism, and interpretation, uh, legends about sleep and dreams that have been passed down through history, um, things like the Sandman would be something, or, um, you know, different legends and things like that. Um, there's different practices and beliefs, um, for example, dream catchers, um, the history of those, how they were created, what their purpose is. Um, and I also want to talk about some of the more scientific um, views on sleep. So different studies that have been done about sleep and what we've learned from them. Um, now back when I was first uh, thinking about doing a podcast, um, this was actually the first topic that came to my mind. Uh, because I realized that this has been a fascination for me, like I said, for a very long time. Um, it actually began um, years ago, um, way back when I was about 16 years old. Um, I had a dream, a very, very vivid dream, where I had really, really long hair. Um, and as far as dream interpretation, I'm not even going to get into that. This is more like the power of mind and manifestation. Uh, but essentially, in the dream, it was very vivid, very simple. I had really long hair, almost down to my knees. And I remember in the dream, I was swishing it about, I was running my fingers through it, and just marveling at the long hair because I'd never had my hair that long before. Um, but obviously, upon waking, my hair was the normal length. But when I first woke up, like that first few seconds of consciousness, I fully believed that my hair had grown to that length, but obviously it hadn't. Well, all except one hair on my head. Had Essentially one hair on my head had grown to the length that I had dreamt it to. Now I know you're probably thinking, there's no way that was real, and trust me, I thought the same things. I'm like, oh, this is probably just two hairs tied together somehow, whatever. Uh, but I did follow that hair all the way up to the top of my head, and it was one long hair. And of course, at 16, I'm just like, oh, neat, you know, plucked off the hair and went along with my day. But it wasn't until years later when I was thinking about it again that I realized, like, 
the implications of that, like, you know, some people might see it as a coincidence or just like a weird body quirk that somehow coincided with dreaming about it. And I get that. But the implication to me was that our minds have the capability to manifest and, and physically change us if we have the ability to access that part of our brain. Um, so essentially, if we had access to all areas of our brain, I, what if I could grow out all of my hair like that overnight, um, is essentially what I was thinking with that. Um, so when I recalled that happening years later, I was fascinated by sleep. And then it was that from there that I went on to sort of learn and think about all the other areas of sleep and dreaming and our unconscious minds. Uh, because what's really fascinating to me is how when we're asleep, we're accessing parts of our brain that we don't normally have access to. Parts of our brain that we just, we can't use consciously. Um, and I think that's really, really interesting. Um, and by the way, no, if you're wondering, I do not still have the hair, obviously, because I was 16 and I'm like, oh, neat. So if you've ever seen the movies like Limitless or Lucy, right, where they take a kind of drug, right, that gives them full access to 100% of their brain, right? And it's kind of what we could be capable of, like a theory of what we could be capable of if we had that kind of access to our brains. And that whole concept is extremely fascinating to me. And that's why sleep is fascinating to me because we're accessing different parts of our brain. Every thought that we have, every emotion that we have, Every thing that goes through our brain has an electrical current or a frequency. And that if you believe in energies and manifestation, if you ever have seen The Secret, uh, is a good way that, um, that I've seen it sort of described or displayed, whatever. If you think of that energy that comes from our brains, our minds, our intentions, whatever, as going out into the universe or affecting ourselves, it's like, I feel like it's just such a tip of the iceberg of what we're capable of. And so I wanna explore that. I wanna talk about it. I wanna learn more uh, because I have, essentially I'm coming from two different perspectives one more scientific and one more metaphysical, right? Because obviously I'm a spiritual person. I believe in energies. I believe in the power of manifestation. I believe in all that. And I, in my mind, it's kind of backed up by science because they have observed that like right down to like the smallest thing we can observe, like atoms and electrons and stuff, they are influenced by human intention. It's influenced by where we expect them to be is where they'll be. Even if it's impossible for them to be in two places at once. They're there. 
and we don't know why that happens. It's a big mystery, and I don't know. It's just, it's interesting to me. So the brain is just a very powerful thing that we've barely been able to explore and understand. Um, and when it comes to dreams, I find it incredibly interesting uh, that some people report to have dreams of events when they, like before they happen. Um, there are people who have the same dream as someone that they're close to, even when far apart. I've even personally had the same dream uh, with people that I'm not that close to, just people in my life. Um, where they'll be like telling me about a dream and I'm like, I had the exact same dream at the same time. It's just some bizarre kind of energetic networking that's happening and I don't understand it. And for all I know, it could be complete coincidence, but again, what if it's not? There's no way to, to prove or disprove it one way or the other where we are right now. Um, there's people who, um, like they say that they see uh, dead people in their dreams, that they communicate with them. There's um, the belief that some people claim to have experienced genetic memories in dreams. So if you don't know what that is, genetic memories are essentially you, or your body at least, remembering things that your ancestors experienced. Uh, this is more commonly seen with like instinctual behaviors, right? But some believe that it can go further than that. Uh, the idea is that knowledge is passed down through our very DNA or genetics. Um, there's also legends and myths about sleep and certain mythological creatures that are associated with sleep. One of the most common I hear about uh, is the demonic entities that are accredited by some as the cause for sleep paralysis. Um, I think they're called succubus or incubus demons. Um, there's also the theory of astral projection, where some people believe that they're able to leave their bodies as they sleep and go walking or flying in spirit form, possibly even through the spiritual realm, which I think was in, I want to say the Insidious movies. I believe that happens. Um, there have been reports of people being contacted by deceased loved ones in their dreams who tell them information that turns out to be true. Um, and another topic I find very interesting about dreams is the psychology behind them. Uh, so people who dream tend to dream in a few different ways. Uh, according to the Element Encyclopedia of 20,000 Dreams by Teresa Chung, I'm hoping I pronounced that right and I really apologize if I'm not, um, there's about 24 different kinds of dreams that she kind of describes. So I'll go over them um, as quickly as possible here, although in the future I do want to uh, explore these different kinds of dreams more uh, in depth. Uh, so the first one would be amplifying dreams. So this is essentially where the dream exaggerates certain things like a feeling or a situation. Uh, there's anticipating dreams, which are essentially dreams we have that play out possible scenarios of an upcoming event. So, um, you know, if I'm going to travel, especially by airplane, I'll have dreams for days ahead of time that I miss my flight 
or that I'm running late, or I don't catch the bus to get to the plane, or whatever. Um, there's cathartic dreams, which is essentially us expressing extreme emotions that we either can't or won't express in our daily life. Contrary or compensatory dreams, which are dreams we have where we're in a completely different situation from our regular life, like being a celebrity. Uh, there's obviously the daily processing dreams, which are exactly what they sound like. You're just reliving your day or stuff that happened. Um, dreams of childhood are also very common. And if you have dreams like that, you could just be working through something from that time that hasn't really been resolved. Um, I know I dream about my childhood a lot. Um, there's a kind of dream called false awakening. So that's where uh, essentially you are dreaming, but in your dream you wake up from sleep and you're convinced that you are awake. Um, I know I've done this where I wake up, I start my day, I'm getting ready for school, and then I wake up again, for real, and I'm back in bed. And it's kind of disorienting, uh, but they, they say that this is the cause for many reports when people say that they've seen ghosts when they're in bed, um, and they say that they're awake when they see it, but they could just be sleeping. Uh, there's incubated dreams, which is when you're falling asleep and you're concentrating on something really hard, whether you already just have something on your mind, or um, if you're actually trying to dream about something specific and you concentrated, concentrate on it a lot before you fall asleep, um, and then you dream of it. So that would be an incubated dream. Um, inspirational dreams have been credited by many great minds as having, giving, having given them some of the most profound ideas. For example, Mary Shelley um, had a dream about a creature that would later become the focus of her book, Dr. Frankenstein. Um, I mentioned lucid dreams before, and this is another common one that people talk about. Um, essentially, in this instance, you would have conscious control of your dream and what happens. Uh, this is really neat because then you can consciously do things like fly or whatever. You know, you're in control of your dream and you can kind of do whatever you want. Um, I also find it really cool that you can train yourself to dream that way. Like there's a, a process, you can probably find it online, um, but you can train your brain so that you are able to lucid dream on a regular basis. Um, mutual dreams we went over um, is where two people who are close have the same dream together. In the book it makes it sound like it's a conscious decision that people make, so like people decide on, you know, kind of where they want to go in the dream and they meet up there and they dream the same dream. Anytime this has ever happened to me it's never been intentional. Um, let's see here. Nightmares are something that most people have experienced. Uh, those are the dreams that terrify us and usually happen when we're under a lot of stress. Um, I know that some cultures have believed that uh, nightmares are messages. Um, let me see here. Night terrors are similar but distinctly different from nightmares. Um, in this instance, the dreamer awakens feeling fear or dread but can't recall why. 
um, they show night terrors a lot on like movies and TV shows as like the person just waking up screaming and freaking out but they don't remember what happened. Um, out of body experiences, um, which as I mentioned before is astral projection, um, that's when the dreamer leaves their body and travels throughout time and space. Uh, most researchers dismiss that this is actually happening, but I personally believe that it's possible. Um, because, well, we'll get into that more later, but like astral projection can also apparently be achieved through meditation. Um, but again, that's something I want to explore more in depth in a later episode. I could go off on so many different tangents just reading through these. I have so many things I want to talk about. I'm trying to stay on task. Um, let me see here. There's also past life dreams, which I believe I mentioned before as well. So that's essentially in these dreams, people believe that you may be experiencing something that an ancestor did. Um, these are also called genetic dreams. Um, okay, I'm going to go on a side note about this, assuming that this is real, right, that you are having a genetic memory dream or a past life dream, um, essentially the way they made it sound is like this memory that you're living in your dream from a past life is, um, like, if that's your past life and a genetic memory, does that mean that we are blood-related to our past lives? Because I've always understood, like, reincarnation as, like, your spirit just kind of jumps to another body. Um, but it's interesting to think that your spirit has been following the same bloodline right and you're just going from person to person in your own family so that's an interesting idea because i've always thought it was more random than that um so it, it'd be interesting if that was how it worked and at that point like where is the line between your spirit and your body because if it is random Right? Like, say, I'd be jumping to somebody all the way across the world. No relation. Is it then that it's not the genetics, like the blood or the, the exact DNA that carries those memories, or is it our energy that has that information? And that's assuming that all of that is real and that's how it works. But it's just like something to think about. Um, so back to the type of dreams. <laughs> Physiological dreams are essentially your mind kind of warning you that you may be sick. Like if you're asleep but your body's feeling really nauseous, you might have a dream that you're throwing up. Precognitive dreams are another thing that researchers kind of dismiss. Uh, essentially it's when the dreamer dreams of something that is going to happen that they would have no prior knowledge of. Uh, many people claim to have dreamt of 9-11 before it happened, and I know that I've personally had dreams about random stupid little things that later come true, like somebody hands me a book or something like that. 
um, nothing really ever big, but I know it's happened multiple times. I think that's where people get like deja vu sometimes. Um, problem solving dreams are essentially when you go to bed kind of mulling over some kind of problem and end up dreaming a solution. Psychological dreams are dreams that make us face something that we would probably rather not deal with. Um, so any kind of thing, right? Like if you're having anxiety about socializing and you have dreams that you're in social situations and you don't want to deal with the fact that you don't want to be in that situation or if you you know if something happened and you don't really want to deal with it and it comes up in your dreams again and again because you're not facing it in real life uh, which kind of leads into recurring dreams um, which are just what they sound like. It's a dream that you have over and over that might be triggered by a situation that isn't being resolved in real life. They often happen with people who have um, like certain phobias or fears or people who have had some kind of trauma that keeps replaying in their dreams. Sexual dreams are self-explanatory. They're dreams that have a sexual theme. That's gonna be a whole other episode. Um, telepathic dreams are when someone appears in your dreams and then you may later learn that they were in some kind of critical situation such as depression, an accident, or even death. Uh, vigilant dreams are essentially if something happens in the real world, it's incorporated into your dream. Like you hear a car alarm going off on the street and it translates to a foghorn in your dream. Stuff like that. Um, wish fulfillment dreams are essentially those dreams where you make it big. Those dreams that help us live out our fantasies of what we wish our lives were like. To me, this sounds very similar to uh, the compensatory dreams. I plan on diving deeper into these ty different types of dreams in the future, like I said. Um, but I just wanted to give that general overview uh, for this episode. I know that a lot of a lot of those dreams I've had or haven't had and I didn't even realize some of them existed or that this was a recognized pattern of dream that a lot of people shared. So I definitely learned a lot the first time I read through all of those different kinds of dreams. Um, and I think it's possible for you to have like a combination of different dreams, like, I don't know, like a sexual nightmare or, um, whatever, different like combinations of dreams or like you're in a precognitive dream, right? Things like that, that turns into a nightmare. Um, I think there's definitely ways to classify dreams as being a, more than one. Um, so in the future I also want to move into some theories about dream interpretation and the psychology behind that. So for every individual dream symbols are going to mean very different things. Um, so if one person like hate snakes, is terrified of snakes, 
like doesn't like them at all, if they see snakes in their dream, that will mean something different than for somebody who absolutely adores snakes, thinks they're so cute, you know, little danger noodles. It, it's going to mean vastly different things, and I think with dream interpretation, you really have to look at the psychology behind each individual and what things are going to mean for them. For me, I'm a very emotional person, and I've been through a lot of emotional things. So especially when I'm dealing with like stressful situations and especially, especially if I'm like kind of repressing how I'm feeling about it, I tend to dream a lot about inclement weather or water of some kind. So whether it's rain, a giant wave, my house flooding, um, tornadoes is another one. I dream of storms, like thunderstorms, lightning, whatever. I have a lot of inclement weather in my dreams. And that's going to mean a whole bunch of things for me personally that they might not mean for somebody else. Um, personally, I love hearing about people's dreams. And that's kind of like something I hope I can get going with this podcast eventually if people ever actually listen to it. Um, is I would love for people to write in and tell me their dreams and kind of, you know, we can go through them together and sort of like discuss some interpretations of their dreams. Um, I definitely would love to get to the point where I can help people understand their dreams and maybe use that information to help better understand themselves. In the thousands of years that humanity has been on this earth, sleep and especially dreams have held such significance for us that it has become like a ritual that we all participate in. We have special rooms, clothing, and routines that we all do to prepare for sleep. Uh, some people need to have complete darkness and other people need for the room to be a bit lit up. Some people need to have some kind of noise in order to fall asleep whereas others need absolute silence. In many cultures, dreams are seen as very important and either they can be messages or warnings. Um, and there's a lot of speculation, talk, different beliefs and superstitions about that. Um, some have even believed that in dreams we can communicate with either God or the dead. Um, and I just find the topic of sleep and dreaming just so fascinating and I'm really excited to start this journey with you and I'd love to hear if you have any like theories or ideas or things you want me to talk about in the future I'm totally down to do that um, I think it's going to be a very fascinating uh, thing and for this first episode I just kind of wanted to give an overview of what I want to talk about and kind of chit chat about a few different smaller things. Um, definitely I think um, next week's episode I might just start with um, some easy topics, right? Like general dream symbology. I'd also like to do uh, an episode soon about like legends to do with sleep. So I mentioned before uh, the Sandman. So um, I did a, a little bit of research, I'll go more in depth about it later, but the Sandman is obviously a 
uh, a myth, a legend um, that was passed down in Europe, um, and it used to be something that, you know, parents or people would say to kids, like if they looked sleepy, uh, they'd say, oh, looks like the Sandman's coming, and, you know, it was like this fun kind of character, and then it's also like got a bit of a darker side to it, as with most fairy tales. Um, there's also a lot of really cool legends, too, that I want to explore, like how Abraham Lincoln uh, was reportedly... he reportedly dreamt about his own assassination days before it happened. Um, tons of artists and poets have been inspired either music or poetry or art, like paintings, uh, have been inspired by dreams. And I think that's fascinating. And I'm really interested to do some research into sleep studies. Because um, I want to see that scientific part, right? When, especially if there's studies where they analyze people's brains as they're sleeping and kind of looking at the different parts of the brain as they fire off while they're dreaming certain things. Um, because another thing that uh, they mentioned in like the secret, which I'll probably reference that a lot because a lot of my ideas kind of came from that in the Celestine Prophecy um, by James Redfield, is like when athletes, right, like Olympic, Olympic athletes run their event in their mind, their muscles spasm and their body reacts the same as it would if they were actually doing it. So I, I don't know, I find that really, really, really interesting and something I definitely want to look more into um, as the series goes on. Um, so if you want to write in, if you have ideas, thoughts, or if you have like some cool dreams that you've had, I'd love to hear them. If you don't mind me reading them on the podcast, that'd be awesome. And uh, yeah, so welcome to the Diary of Night. Um, I really appreciate you joining me for this first um, episode for this podcast. Um, and I appreciate the support. And if you're listening to my other two series, I appreciate that too. Uh, you're awesome. You're wonderful. And um, have a good night. Sweet dreams.